Welcome to the Queen City Preachers Podcast. I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Molly. And we're delighted that you're here with us today as we continue our journey through Advent. Yeah, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas outside. Yes, snow yesterday. Yeah. And some sunshine today. Ooh, yay. Yay. Uh, this has been your weather update from Messiah Lutheran Church. Yes. We are not trained meteorologists. <laughs> it was very cold this morning. Yeah. It's less cold now. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Astute observations. It was there. like three degrees this morning. It was pretty cold this morning. It was, it was exciting. Cold. Yeah. Was it exciting? Well, it's brisk, so like it's invigorating. Yeah, it does sound I mean, what I call exciting. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Two different <laughs> um, definitions of exciting. Uh, I kind of like the cold <laughs> on occasion. Like mm. if it stayed that way, like all the time, not as not as happy. But this is actually pretty cold for December. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so. true. But we also have had a pretty mild December so far. Yeah, yeah. And November, so we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. But how how cold is it in the Holy Land around this time of the year? I don't know. That's a very good we question. We should do some weather check. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, because I imagine it's cool, right? Like, uh, I mean, it's got to be cooler than than it being super toasty. It's got to be seasonally adjusted, but it yeah. it probably isn't like. Mm-hmm. Cold, cold, but maybe. I don't know. Fun fact, a lovely parishioner had me read this article in um, the Journal of um, uh, Archaeology, Biblical okay. Archaeology. All right. And um, the actual date of Jesus's birth, there's nobody knows what the actual date of Jesus's birth, moral of the story, but Hippolytus thought it was December 25th because he thought Mary got pregnant around Passover, um, hence her gestation period nine months later, December 25th. Yep. And also that thing that we always like to say about that we stole it from a pagan holiday, that's not true because Hippolytus was before those pagan holidays happened. So Okay. So that's a little fun fact for you. Wow. So Hippolytus, his like figures and guesswork about when Jesus was born, that's a big question mark. He doesn't okay. really know. He kind gotcha. of made that up. But he didn't at least steal it from the pagan holiday. Jesus' birthday came first from him. So, okay. But it is still, like, very centered around, you know, the solstice and the light, right? Yeah. So yeah. There does. So there is that. There's overlap. It's mm-hmm. currently 58 degrees in Jerusalem. Oh, that sounds balmy and delightful. I know. Mm-hmm. So it's not that cold. Yeah, but, but at nighttime, it's probably pretty chilly. It probably. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's nighttime there. Is, is it? it? Or is it? No, that's I'm just ahead. that's another rabbit that's hole. Hard, yeah. Anyway, there's your fun facts about <laughs> Christmas and what's the temp like in Jerusalem, Jerusalem. <laughs> which leads us to Joseph, yeah, um, a man who lived around Jerusalem and so enjoyed 50 degree weather. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, we're we're kind of bouncing around between the Gospels um, this Advent season, and so we are now in Matthew in the first chapter. Um, just a reminder. Um, I know uh, Pastor Molly and I have done this before. We've kind of walked through like the Christmas quiz and what we know and what we don't know and getting right and getting wrong Mm -hmm. types of things. And this is one of the fun ones is that um, in Luke, we hear about Mary finding out about Jesus and the Magnificat. It's but we hear nothing about Joseph. Mm -hmm. It's in Matthew that we hear about Joseph, but we don't get Mary hearing in the same way. And so it's very interesting that the two Gospels have different takes Mm-hmm. Um, and different perspectives to this story. <laughs> Very different perspectives. Very different perspectives. So I'm going <laughs> to. <About laughs> whose story is important to tell. 
Yes, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we can debate <laughs> those pieces. I think, I think we it's, know. <laughs> we, we know whose story is more important, um, Mary's. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, there is... It's interesting thinking about how Ma- who Matthew is speaking to, the patriarchal culture, and how this story is told, and why Matthew tells it through this lens. Yeah. Because I think that there is there's some there's some meaning and there's value to that too for us today is to say, mm-hmm. okay, let's let's examine this and say what does this actually mean about God mm-hmm. that we hear this part of this story. Yeah, and I think like you're saying, the purpose behind it too, with the genealogy which you focused on that right. one day, right? Yeah, that Matthew's like, the first yeah. chapter of Matthew is the entirety of the genealogy dating back to David, who Jesus is supposed to be descended and so, from, right? And so where we're picking up is right after the genealogy. Yeah, and so Joseph needs to fit into this because of that genealogy, because he's in the genealogy. He is the Davidic genealogy. So yeah, he's, hence the importance of. Joseph. Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so there's some rationale here, mm-hmm. um, but let's hear the rest of this little piece of the story, which is verses 18 through 25. Lay it on so, us. So now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for you will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. Unnecessary extra facts. Right, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, this is to prove that she was a virgin? Wait, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Um. So first off, what's really interesting is, like, just thinking about, so we we don't get the, we don't get shepherds, we don't get them going to, going to Jerusalem, to Bethlehem, like we don't get any of that. What we get is the birth of Jesus happened this way. Yeah. Also known <laughs> as an angel came to Joseph in his dream. Yeah. Listen up. This is how it happened. Right. That's what I that's why I envisioned Matthew. Yeah. It's like I know those other guys told you it happened one way, but listen up. This is how it happened. Yeah. Bing bang boom. A child right. is born. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is annoying because it cuts out like the most the one of the greatest parts when Mary goes to talk to Elizabeth and I know, the I connections know. between Jesus and John the Baptist and right. Hmm. So we need Luke. We need Luke's gospel. We do. We do. Vastly, but but let's unpack this a little bit more because okay. this is it's it's interesting. So like just from the get go, Mary's engaged to Joseph. Mm-hmm. All right, so they're planning to get married, or we hear that, which you know is Matthew's way of saying. This is a legitimate relationship. Joseph is actually in relationship with Mary, mm-hmm. right? So, in some ways, this gives the bona fides of Joseph's lineage mm-hmm. and family connections to Mary, mm. because they are because they're betrothed. They're going yeah. to be married. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he's going to be the father. He's going to be the father. Yes. I mean, from yeah, the whole lineage question. That's a hot mess, right? Like, is Joseph. How does the lineage work if G- if Jesus? Is dad is actually god not joseph but 
Well, it's also God is the father of us all. It's true. But I also think that like some of it is that is it necessarily about genetic biological lineage as much as it is lineage of story. Yes. And I think that's that's mm-hmm. what's significant here yeah. is that the story yeah. the prophetic is connected. Story, yeah, right? right. That story matters and in the, that way. The promise of what was told being upheld, right? The Absolutely. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we have them being engaged and then Joseph so, so even before but like, we know are that are they married? Because it says her husband Joseph, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe they are. We don't know. Mm. Her fiance Joseph. It doesn't say fiance. It says her, her husband, husband Joseph. I know. So do they get married before they go to also, and also because they go there for the census, right? So... Yeah. And the dismissal word used later could be divorce. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's just assume that they're married at this point. Um, that the language like. is kind of like the, I mean, because it's that he was betrothed to her, meaning promised mm-hmm. to be in contract for marriage. Yeah. And I did a little research on the marriage stuff. Yeah. And it was like, it was like a, a year ish, right? Okay. They were young women in biblical Judaism were normally betrothed when they were about 12. And okay. then married when they were out 13. Oofta. And young men were normally married by like the time they were 18. Yeah. Okay. So Joseph probably wasn't an elder statesman. What? <laughs> you mean Joseph was a teenager? Yeah. There And they were like, too, like even if he had had a first wife and had children from the first wife, and he could still, you know, be like early 20s. Early 20s. Yeah. yeah totally. For sure. Yeah. So. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- this, this skews our sensibility just generationally because that's not the norm in mm-hmm. our society yeah right it's also kind of like that's not okay Ugh. right it's yeah kind of an if. yeah yeah but it raises this but it's really interesting thinking about you know okay teenage parents or about to be parents mm-hmm. joseph is a teenager finds out that his wife is gonna have a kid mm-hmm. but they haven't slept together yet yeah um Joseph is like, oh man, I'll, I'll be, I'll do the right thing. I'll, I'll make this quiet. I'm not gonna stone her. No, well, because like <laughs> literally, generous. I mean, like, because yeah. according to you know, uh, Levitical law, I mean, they he could have, mm-hmm. yeah, he could have had her stoned for for adultery yeah. because the un, of the understanding of her not. I mm-hmm. mean, in the devotional I read last night for our um, Advent worship. Um, it's from our devotional booklet and Dr. Christine Hong, Hong I think yeah. is her name. Yeah. yeah. She talks a lot about how she's very, she's kind of, when she reads the story, she's always very frustrated with Joseph. Oh, yeah. Because like, why does it take divine intervention for you, Joseph, to believe? Oh, Mary? 100%. Right. Yeah. And. And it's annoying that he's called a righteous man for being willing to dismiss her like quietly, you know. But, uh, but. But what is really righteousness, right? It's true. But let's also think about this, that like Joseph being named a righteous man is also trying in some ways. This is really, I mean, this is an interesting question about Matthew because Matthew has an intentionally included women in Jesus's genealogy and named them in ways that makes the genealogy more inclusive, more awkward, mm-hmm. um, more real. More awkward. Right? <laughs> but like, and here Joseph is who is, the direct line in this genealogy in some ways. Mm-hmm. And 
Matthew is like, he's righteous because he doesn't want to cause her harm, but he also doesn't want to keep the relationship. No. And which is really interesting because it raises, it, I think you're right, it raises that question about what is righteousness. And in this case, you would say righteousness is not um, giving her a death sentence. Yeah. Which well, is because which is adultery really harsh, is, you know, right? Yeah, against the the mosaic rules. Yeah, too, I mean, so. so, so I mean, so there's, so I think the focus for me is not that you know that he's righteous. It's just that it's that to me, what's really interesting is the dream, mm-hmm. like in this story, because I'm like, okay, so Joseph is like Mary, he finds out that this has happened. We don't know whether he actually knows from Mary. Yeah, that's the part that I've got like we a don't. lot of questions about. We don't right? know. Like, is is it he's like Mary's like tells him? Is it he's like he hears from Zechariah that Elizabeth has told? Although Zechariah's mute at this point, right? <laughs> so right. like that's not going to happen. <laughs> and he but, wouldn't like, have been talking to the women, right? Right. No, because they would be. So. Oh, and Mary would have been. Well, no, not yet. For but, me, like, there's like a pass for Joseph if like Mary never told him because why would you just jump to the conclusion that she was pregnant with God's child? No kidding. Nobody would. So yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But if Mary tried to tell him and he was like, nah. Right. But we just don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So, I mean, Joseph could be slightly less of a jerk. <laughs> And but like to be fair, Joseph really doesn't do anything else the rest like after this. No, but one of the things that I think that that is really interesting though that Joseph does do, and I think that is really powerful, is to ask the question of like, of not of whether he knew in advance, but the question of what gives him affirmation and faith in doing what is next in life, and the answer is a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, that's profound. Is that, is it? It's an angel in a dream, but it's a dream. It's coming in, not in the rational neighbor or somebody coming in like this. It's not somebody coming in and reading him the prophets. It's yeah. not any of that. It is. It is based on a dream. Mm-hmm. A, when a dream you know, that represents hope. Right. right? Yeah. It's hope-filled. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It, in, and in this essence, it's not the law that gets Joseph to do the right thing. The law actually gets Joseph to do kind of the easy thing. Yeah. But it is grace. The dismissal. It's the yeah. grace and the hope that allows Joseph to do the hard thing. Yeah, which is really profound. Mm-hmm. And the hard thing is even compounded more because if, when you, if you actually think about it, not only is he told that he's about to, that his fiance his wife is about to have a kid that's not really his kid but is his kid yeah but he's not even gonna get to name the kid the kid's already been named (laughs) yeah and like there's nothing that like you know there's all these layers to that that you're just kind of like oh joseph sorry man like he's just that that in some ways it it's it's not as it's not as extreme as mary Mm -hmm. mary's yes right i mean that is um, incredible but at the same time this is a powerful story of joseph's yes Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. That like that yeah. he says yes to this. Yeah. Taking on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that he just he wakes up and he's like, OK, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. He's not confused. He's not. He doesn't need that time to think about it. He's just like, all right, I will take her as my wife. I will do this. And and 
Uh, they were married before he was born because he took her as his wife but had mo- no marital relations with her until she had born a right. son. So language, linguistics aside, they were yeah. married at some point. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> well, I just think that's important for the genealogy, right? Because if it you is. marry somebody before they have the baby and you're married when they have the baby, then the baby is yours. But if not, then the baby's not yours, right? Yeah, I guess Legally. So. Legally speaking. Legally. Yeah, 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 yeah. That there is not the the onus of mm-hmm. paternity. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's so, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but it makes me it, I, I think one of the things like I, I've been thinking about with this is how do we understand that this in this in the sense of our lives? Mm-hmm. You know, and and waiting and receiving news and making decisions and discernment mm-hmm. and dreams and hope and where does the hope come in? Yeah. Like it's just it's it's really intriguing to me, like your comment, Molly, is one of the things that I've been really chewing on is that like is that the good news in this story comes through a dream. Mm-hmm. What allows Joseph to do this is through the dream. Mm-hmm. And it makes me ask the question for the hard things in our lives, where are we receiving that good news? Where a little where, push. Yeah. And what are the dreams, right? Mm-hmm. That well, are mine hard or literal the... dreams, right? Well, I mean, and I think that most <laughs> I of us never don't have, have any good literal dreams. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you mean like figuratively? I mean, right? figuratively. Like, what are our dreams, and what do they push us to do? That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. And how do they also give us that grace and that hope? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I feel like that's the tension in this story of thinking about. The lineage is that in our lineage, for example, we have the, all the messiness. We have all the, maybe we have even have the good too, right? And the royalty even. But like at the same time, we also have the messiness. And just as we have that, we also have the desire to be righteous and to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But also the wrestling with how do we navigate things mm-hmm. and the seeking for hope and how do we actually do the hard things that are actually the right things to do. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. where does that come from? I mean, where does Mary's yes come from? It comes from like the do not be afraid. Right. The assurance. So. If you heard noise in the background, <laughs> my phone just dinged. apologies. Should have silenced that. Um, we don't actually we don't now like have sound effects. <laughs> we don't have sound effects. We haven't added. We should add that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but. Um, hmm. But I, I just I just I wonder, like, what's the hope of the Christmas message in that? Right. Yeah. Like the darkest time of the year. Mm-hmm. The and, you know, I think back, I don't know where this comes from, but one of the things that, you know, is, is said is kind of like how dangerous hope is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think because hope is the thing that really drives us to action, right? Yeah, it does. But, oh, so... That's interesting. Hope drives us to action. And one of the things that like Matthew is known for is kind of a justice and righteousness mm-hmm. like motif. Right. Yeah. And so in some ways, like Joseph trying to be the righteous one, mm-hmm. but ultimately that the dream causes him to actually act justly and righteously in a way that is far more profound yeah. than any justice he could have imagined. And I right? just, I think all the ways, well, Jesus says, right, I've come to fulfill the law, but he often breaks the law in order for there to actually be grace, right? And so does Joseph in some ways. Joseph he breaks, chooses he chooses to go against what the rules tell him he should do. Yeah, yeah. 
for a greater justice, a justice that actually will transform the world. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah, and and so it is in it isn't is not just in the the hope, but it is in the grace that tough things are done. Right. Yeah, it is that there is hope, but it's really. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of like if you really want someone to change, you love them, right? Like, like you you motivate to get somebody to change or to do something different. What really motivates us is actions of love as opposed to actions of law, right? Right, law. I mean, love is transformative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's really yeah. tra- going to transform us, and I think that's seen in this story with Joseph. Um, and it's also. I'm gonna fl- I'm gonna take take what you just said and yeah. tweak it a little bit from like a psychological lens because it's kind of interesting. Is thinking about that like the only person we can actually change is ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no, but so Joseph mm-hmm. can't change what's happening to Mary. Mm-hmm. The only thing that can change is how Joseph relates to what has happened and what is happening with Mary. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens in the course of a dream? Mm-hmm. Joseph is transformed mm-hmm. through love and grace. Yeah. In a way that al- that allows for space for Mary and for Jesus and for something much bigger to happen, mm-hmm. right? Because he lets it. Yeah. He's I mean, open to it. He's open to it. Yeah. Um I mean it's it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. I mean, what would have happened if Joseph had said no? <laughs> the uh the unwed single unmarried mother of uh Jesus, right? I mean like yeah. which is you know also a true story in uh-huh. in many ways right i mean like that is part of part of that tension as well in some ways she was alone she had elizabeth but not mm-hmm. i mean it like maternity yeah. was very different than it is today mm-hmm. do we really need joseph other than to uphold the lineage i think we do in this story because i think we need joseph to remind us that grace and hope can come in dreams and can come in ways that 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 God's understanding of justice and relationship with us is something that we even in what has been revealed through law mm-hmm. is not full it's not complete yeah right that we need we need more than that and that mm-hmm. that comes in Christ and in some ways that's what G- Joseph hears and that's what then changes it for him mm-hmm. it's so interesting how like this beginning story is a little microcosm, like you were saying, of the of the gospel and what happens in the gospel, yeah. right? It's yeah. like the first, like even before Jesus is born, like just the gift of his birth is kind of revealing what he is coming to actually do later, right? Oh, absolutely. To and change people's hearts and let them hope. And and it's even showing, even in this, this little passage with Joseph, mm-hmm. the perversion of what justice is. Yeah. Which we will yeah. see later in, I mean, you know, by Easter, mm-hmm. right? We see these stories in Holy Week of that justice is not justice. Yeah. And yeah. so Jesus is shifting those boundaries and breaking them and, and there's no defeating hope death. In, and, there's no hope in playing it safe, right? No. Yeah. It's really interesting because like, you know, at first you're like, yeah, Joseph, way to be a good guy. And then you're like, but you're not really that great a guy. Wasn't that awesome? Uh, yeah. yeah. And then you're just kind of like, and then, then ultimately he takes a bigger risk. Mm-hmm. He takes the biggest risk of all, Yeah, which is like, yes, she's, I'll take you. yes, I will do this. And when I think and, to Jesus's death too, right, there's no hope in playing it safe. 
when I think about like what the the Pharisees and the religious leaders do by turning Jesus over is playing it safe within the Roman Empire, right? It is. They're trying yeah. to uphold their safety by killing Jesus and giving him, making him the scapegoat. And the them. resurrection is the big flip. And it's this that, idea that no matter what you do, God's hope will reign. Yeah. But it is really great for you when you say yes to God's hope, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Like God's going to make the hope no matter what you do, but it'd be great if you like wanted to like come along too. Absolutely. Right? And I think that that's like, I mean, I love that like that and his name will, will be Ima- like Emmanuel, which means God is with us, right? Yeah, like quoting yeah. scripture there, but like that it's, that it's really great because it's God is with us, which is a reminder that, um, in some ways to Joseph, that God is present, not in the rules. Mm-hmm. But in the wild grace. Because in some ways, this is one of the huge transformations that Jesus brings, mm-hmm. is that God is not centralized in a temple anymore. God is not centralized in rules and in law anymore. Mm-hmm. God is centralized in grace and love and in a body, Yeah. in the, in the personhood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And like, that is so radical. Mm-hmm. Um and amazing. And so in some ways, this is this is also that foreshadowing of of I, how amazing that is and that that def, defies and stands in the face of mm-hmm. the norm. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a tangent. Um, yeah. I, I guess I don't know the origins of this, but you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Is that what the name Joshua means? Yeshua means God saves. God saves. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, I couldn't remember that. That's yeah. okay. So the next time, you know, somebody named Josh. <laughs> God saves. Um, yeah. I remember the first time. It was like not that long ago when I found out that Jesus actually was Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, my mind is blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty powerful. Yeah. So is yeah. he named after Joshua from Moses and Joshua? No, I but I mean, like, but, comes but I think if you think about Joshua and Jericho and like yeah. that, it, that's also God saves. It's like, yeah. I think that it's, it's that names are powerful, yes. right? And the meaning behind and them. And the meaning behind them is powerful. And, and, and this goes, yeah, this goes back to a lot. I mean, we've talked about names a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a good one too, because if you don't know that, you might just be like, Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Okay. But like, you just picked a random name, you know? So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's names matter. And it's interesting. I mean, it's also interesting to note that, I mean, as you pointed out, that Joseph vanishes from the scene. Mm-hmm. So Joseph sets this up as what? It's, I mean, and Mary doesn't show up that much either, really, to be yeah. fair. But she is there like, at the end. She is there at the end. Mm-hmm. But Joseph, in some ways, is set up as not, it's not about the absentee father. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about Joseph sets up that it is okay, narratively, mm-hmm. that God is doing this. That it, that Joseph is a part of it. It's mm-hmm. not against Joseph's wishes. Yeah. Which is, I think, an important piece of this story is that God is not going against, God is not violating Oh, a relationship sure. just like with mary too right, right like right. the consent the, of her yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean it's all you ish. know there's gray ish but like at yeah. the same time like in the grand scheme of things that god is not violating a relationship Mm-mm. that first and foremost god is trying to actually honor mm-hmm. that relationship you know i mean as best as god can with what yeah. is happening right 
you know, you could be like, well, God, could you have, you know, could we have talked about this earlier? Could you have set them up before? Like, did, would they have known? Would they have, mm-hmm. I mean, like, anyway. Yeah, that's just all the what ifs. Works. It's not, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think it's, it reaffirms too that, like, it's okay for Joseph to just be a piece of the story, you know? Absolutely. Like, it, you don't have to save the world. You can just be a, a piece of God's story, right? In fact, all you have to do is actually dream. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. enough to be a piece of the story. And right when we talk about names, right, we got another famous dreamer, dreamer Joseph, yeah. and his yeah. amazing technical air dream coat. Yeah, who yeah. gets some very important dreams and saves a lot of people through those dreams just by having those dreams and acting upon and in them. In some ways, so. Joseph saves the world mm-hmm. through dreaming that it's okay. Yeah, and through believing in his dreams. Yeah. Hmm. So, friends, believe in your dreams. If your name is Joseph. Or, or anything else, really. <laughs> no, it just, yeah. <laughs> Unless they're scary dreams, then just ignore that. Yeah, I was at a dinner table last night with two Joes, and when I sat down, they were like, oh, are you a Joe too? Because there are two of us here already. <laughs> Did you say just for tonight? I said for tonight, I am I can be Joe, but who's Joe one and who's Joe two if I'm Joe three? <laughs> are you Joe three? <laughs> so. Joe the three. But, like, <laughs> but um but anyway, I yeah, we'll see where <laughs> anyway. we'll, we'll, we'll see where I go on Sunday. Yeah, it's time um, for us to wrap it up now. <laughs> but dreams, um, yeah, but lean into those. And also, um, I, I really, I, I love that kind of final thought you just shared, Molly, of um, that you don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. That that even just a piece of the story matters. Yeah, and being a part matters. It doesn't have to be the whole. Mm-hmm. You're not Jesus. You can just be a Joseph. Which also means that who we are is good enough, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That we don't have to mm-hmm. do amazing, incredible things. Mm-hmm. Um, we are enough. Yeah. Um, Lovely. And I like that. And Joseph's enough. Joseph, you're enough. You yep. aren't perfect, yep. but you're enough. You're enough. Yeah. And thanks for saying yes, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I guess. So, mm-hmm. but you've been listening <laughs> to the Queen City Preachers podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm Pastor Molly. Be well, friends.